these girls can't be this dumb, can they? Today I'm talking about Slumber Party Massacre. This is Got Some Indulgent Movie Podcast. and welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about Slumber Party Massacre, or rather the, the remake or reboot um, from 2021, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I thought this was a good adaptation or update of the old uh, Roger Corman movie. And yeah, uh, it's available on Shutter now. just dropped not too long ago, so I'm going to tell you why I think it's cool. So without further ado, let's get started. It's been fascinating to see how different eras of filmmakers approach the subject of remakes and reboots of familiar movies. In the late 2000s, the name of the game was grimy visual recreations of 80s slasher villains produced by Michael Bay because Saw was popular. Nowadays, films are either going with faithful recreations or providing some kind of commentary on the original, either with obvious differences in casting or, in today's case, going for a meta-camp take on the same material. Set decades after the events of a different slumber party massacre in 1993, the film follows a group of girls led by Dana who are looking to have a fun weekend in a cabin at the lake. But said weekend is primed to be upended by the same killer who terrorized Dana's mother. Unless the girls fight back. Talking about this movie is a bit difficult because getting into why it works as well as it does requires a bit of a spoiler. So if you want to know what I think of this movie from a bird's eye view, I really liked it. I think this is the right kind of meta-commentary on the genre, it fully embraces its reversal of slasher movie tropes, has a ton of over-the-top kills, and still manages to sneak in some tense moments and scares amongst the tongue-in-cheek approach. Okay, so now it's spoiler time, so light spoiler ahead. For most of the movie, all of the girls' behavior seems a bit off. They agree to stay in a dilapidated cabin in the middle of nowhere. They immediately get into jammies and start having a pillow fight, and act completely oblivious to any obvious warning signs. Basically, for the daughter of someone who survived a slasher movie, this all seems really, really dumb. At which point, the girls reveal their real plan. They're baiting the killer to come out, so they can kill him. All of their actions up to this point have been a deliberate attempt to recreate the conditions that led to the events in the film's opening so that Dana can take revenge for her mother. And from here, the movie is just a wild black comedy, partially because the girls keep trying to act responsibly or smartly and constantly refute stereotypes. For instance, their wine coolers are non-alcoholic, and one of them actually messed with the engine of the car herself because she knows how to do that and partially because they run into a group of meathead boys who are the actual cannon father for the slasher. These are the folks who do the pillow fights, unironically insist on splitting up with the killer on the loose, widely overestimate their own abilities, and even get gratuitous shower scenes showing off their bodies and butts. Or as my wife put it, I'm not mad about this. I haven't commented on this before, but this is also my favorite kind of meta-commentary versus little nods here or there. If you're going to comment on a movie or an entire genre, dive fucking headfirst like this. It's an excellent gimmick that provides a constant stream of laughs for fans of the genre, while also demonstrating that certain tropes within the genre have a realistic baseline. Like, setting up to kill a slasher would make someone really suspicious that you're a slasher, or how people act stupidly when their life is on the line and adrenaline takes over. And of course, the dudes are also true crime podcast fans who should know better and have infinitely better instincts than 
than they do or assume that they're in control when the girls have a firm handle on things right before they're killed in comedically gross ways. They literally just talk about toxic masculinity and just dive into it anyway. All of which primes the pump for another turn in the final act that adds more grounded tension and scares. The verdict is it's a home run. Equal parts gross, hilarious, and meta, Slumber Party Massacre is a remake done right. 8 out of 10. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.